my prayer this year personally has been God don't let me take anything I do for you or my worship unto you as mundane or for granted or a routine or a tradition because here's what God said to me sometimes we can allow ourselves to get into a rut and we fall out of bed Sunday morning gotta go preach gotta go to church gotta do this God says nothing you should do ought to be a rut or a routine or a tradition he said every morning every day if you don't get to do anything but read a scripture a witness for me or or pick up paper after church or just it ought to be unto God and God bless me this morning I'll say this as we come into church I saw so many people coming in the rain on brothers on young families with children came here at 8 o'clock this morning saw 1500 people in here after church thousands at the altar just praising God and God says I told you that this is not a routine he says these folk didn't get up in the rain I saw you coming as I was coming back to church some of you with umbrellas I looked just a few minutes ago young families walking in church with little kids with umbrellas and raincoats on you, you aren't doing this because it is a routine all in the balcony you you are doing this because god has been good to you and so i've got a free word before the word can i give you this look at somebody and say don't let it become a routine don't ever take your worship for granted if, if, if you can't even get here every sunday every tuesday night whenever you get here the psalmist said i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house. Look at somebody and say, I am happy to be here. You could have been dead sleeping in your grave. There were folk who were alive last week this time that are not alive today. You ought to thank God for one more Here's what I decided to do. I promise you I'll start preaching in the morning. I just decided in 2020 to save my best praise for every day. You'll catch it in the parking lot. Some of you got special moments. This is my birthday praise. This is my check in the mail praise. This is my tax return praise. But how many of you got a good praise? And somebody say this is a good day to give God your best praise because tomorrow is not I will bless the Lord I I'll tell you something I've decided Friday night I rolled out of my bed sick, drove down Fair Road, preached, and God gave me a message Friday night perspiring like water was pouring on me. My mother got a friend and told me to take care of yourself, and God gave me a message called, I will rejoice. And here's what I told the church Friday night, you've got to choose to rejoice, because some days you won't feel like it. Oh, let me preach before praise breaks out. Look at somebody say, you got to make up your mind that I will rejoice. I, I, I don't care how I feel. There is a word. Habakkuk 3.18, yet I will rejoice. God told me, Dick Napa, you got to choose to rejoice. 
Because some days in 2020, folk will get on your nerve. You won't feel like praising God. But God is still good all the time. And all the time, God is good. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verses 1 through 8, is where the text is found. This is the second of seven messages in the first series of 2020. The theme for this year is perfect vision, seeing as God sees. This is the first series in this year. The series is simply entitled, Seeing Ourselves as God Sees Us. This is message number two. Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning at verse 1, the New King James Version. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, good God Almighty, this message is for somebody will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings <laughs> shall come upon you and overtake you blessed <laughs> because you obey the voice of the Lord your God verse 3 blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country somebody just get on the devil's nerve and say blessed shall be the fruit of your body the produce of your ground and the increase somebody say increase of your herds the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. And blessed, I can feel Bishop W.L. Bonner right now. This was his favorite scripture. And blessed shall you be when you go out. Look at verse number seven. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you and the church said amen amen the series is entitled seeing yourselves as god sees us seeing ourselves as god sees us just just look at somebody one word subject for today's message one 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 word if it doesn't apply to you then just speak that one day you will be able to say it and mean it but just one word look at somebody and say bless bless you may be seated in the presence of the lord bless bless listen my brothers and sisters on last week in our first message of this series it was stated in that first message that it is important that we do not listen to this and I will be repeating this throughout this series it is important that we do not allow our circumstances or what others may think or say about us to define who we really are or what we may become. Look at somebody and say, I'm not what they say I am. <laughs> See, some folk get all messed up with that. 
in this highly sensitive age of validation, we somehow feel as if we need somebody to validate who we are. And we get all upset, particularly in this social media age, folks start tweeting and sending out Facebook messages and things about us. We get all, especially young people, the problem is you pay too much attention to the wrong universe. Can I preach? Because the old folk understood this, Pastor Bradley. They, they understood this. That, that's why they would make up songs like talk about me as much as you please. <laughs> but the more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees. Anybody know what that's about? See, you can't live your life the uh, determined to be validated by people whose opinion really don't matter. So what if they don't like you? So what if they talk bad about you? And so what I've come to realize is that I am not defined by the opinion of others. I am not even defined by the circumstances in which I find myself going through. For here's what God said to me at the beginning of this year. In fact, on watch night, I made this declaration, and I shall speak this throughout this year. I strongly believe this, that one of the keys to our success, my dear friend, Attorney Clarence Davis, is for us not to see ourselves in no other way but only as God sees us. Can I say that again? The key to your success is to only see yourself in 2020 as God sees you. Nothing else, nothing less, nothing more. You've got to ignore what others may think or how they view you or the perception you think you have or others have of you. I am determined that only one person's opinion really matter. If it's all right with God, it ought to be all right with you. Can I preach to you? And so God says, Darrow, say to the congregation that the key to someone's success in 2020 is to only see yourself from God's perspective. Ooh, not even from your own desire or your own perspective. From God's perspective, our lives are not defined by our flaws or our imperfections or the circumstances in which we go through. In fact, we said on last Sunday in the first message of the series that we are not perfect, we are flawed. We all have sinned and come short, but we are redeemed. And when you're redeemed, it means you've been brought with a price. Anybody know that you're redeemed? Somebody just shout redeemed. Redeemed. That's who we are. From God's perspective, folks say, well, I, I remember you when you used to do that. Don't even argue with them. Don't even get in any debates with them. I, the, other, the other thing that I've decided to do is to catch myself and don't get into it. Listen to this. Useless discussions with people whose opinions do not matter. Now, Elder Robert Wilson, I just want to pause for a minute. I'll put a comma behind that so that can sink in. How much of our time have we wasted? I don't care if it's social media, going back and forth with folk about their opinion. And what difference does it make if some loser in some basement with a computer says something about you? It really does not matter. If God says you are alright, then you are alright. If God says you are redeemed, 
You are, we all have things in our past that we've overcome, but the blood of Jesus made it all new. Anybody thank God for redemption? Give God a hand of praise and thank God for redemption. Now, last week was the first message. In this second message of this series, our assignment is to share yet another description of who we are from God's perspective. Now, you've got to remember throughout this series, God's perspective. Who you are from how God sees you. First message, we said we are redeemed. In this second message, we simply want to declare and decree that we are blessed. Look at somebody and say, I am one blessed somebody. Now, you don't believe it about yourself. How is anybody else going to look at you and say, you know what? If God can bless you, God can bless me. I am one blessed somebody. Or are there any blessed folk in the house this morning? If you are truly believing that you are one blessed somebody, just, just, just one time, just from the depths of your belly, just shout bless. I like that. <laughs> I like how that sounds. Just look beside you and tell somebody bless. <laughs> You, you want to know who I am? You don't need my resume. You, you don't need to know any background. Forget the references. I've got one word for you. Bless. Somebody said, tell me a little bit about you. I've got one word. Bless. And when you're blessed, nothing else matters. Listen, in the context of today's message, this word that we are using for the subject of today's message, bless is defined as, listen, divinely favored. God's good fortune. Blissfully happy. But here's the one that I really like, that I've highlighted. Contented. I want to pause there for a minute. Because you cannot declare yourself to be blessed if you are not contented. If you are anxious about everything, if you are tossing and turning and worried about everything, uh, bless me, Lord, I am contented. I don't have everything I desire. Uh, things are not always going the way that I would hope that they would always go. But I am contented knowing that I am a child of the king. How many of you are contented with who you are in perspective to where God wants you to be? If you've got a relationship with God, you don't need money to be contented. You don't need a brand new job. You don't need a new house. To, you don't need a better position on your job. You've got to learn how to be happy whatever state you find yourself. Paul said, I have learned that. To be contented. It hasn't always been easy. But I wake up every morning and my goal is, Lord, I thank you for today. And folks say, well, I hope this day gets better. No, Lord, it doesn't have to get any better. It's as good as it gets. If I can breathe, then it's a good day. If I can lift my hand, then it is a good day. Uh, if there's food on my table, it is a good day. Come on, can somebody just give God a praise for having a contented spirit over where God has you, what God is doing? And you got, if you want more, you've got to be satisfied with what God has already given you. Stop being greedy and learn to be contented. Can you put your best praise on your current condition? Why do you have to wait until your ship comes in? I've got news for you. When you woke up this morning, 
and your crusty feet hit the cold floor. And before you can comb your beautiful hair, <laughs> you know I was going to say something else, but <laughs> you were, and, and, if, and if you could, <sighs> try that again. When you woke up this morning, and if you could <sighs> let everything that have breath, please help me look at somebody say, what are you waiting on to praise God? If you have the breath of God in your life, no matter how jacked up you think your life is, if you can breathe, you owe God a praise. Somebody shout bless! May I preach this? It is also important to note that when we speak of being blessed, we're not speaking of our situation or what we possess. You're not blessed because how you dress, what you drive, where you work, where you live. When we speak of being blessed, we are simply referring to who we are, particularly in our relationship with God for you may be going through a very difficult time in your life but you are still blessed you may have made a horrible mistake in which you let a lot of people down but you are still blessed your situation may have gone from bad to worse but remember the testimony of a woman in the bible simply known as the Shumanite woman Second Kings chapter 4, there was a woman who had been given the favor of God. All she had was one child and the prophet of God lived in her house. But one day that one child, Sister Cynthia, that she prayed for got sick. He went in the house with his head hurting. His daddy said, go see your mama. He laid his hand, on his head on his mother's lap and he died. Her only child died. Ooh. This woman of great faith, never once in the text does she complain. The Bible says she took her dead son upstairs laid him on the prophet's bed told her servants go get my donkey saddle it up we're going on a field trip to see the prophet when the prophet elijah saw her coming he said to his servant jehazel isn't that the Shemanite woman. He says, yes, it is. Listen to this. May I preach? The prophet says, go meet her halfway. When you get to her, ask her three questions. Is it well with your husband? Is it well with you? Is it well with your son? She could have said anything. She could have fallen out. Oh, it ain't well. I'm mad. I'm upset. My boy is dead. But she simply looked at the servant and spoke her faith, not her grief. She looked at him and said, it is well. In other words, I may not feel like it, but I'm speaking what I know God can do and what I know God has done. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in here? Some days you had to wake up and you didn't feel so good, but you declared and decreed what you believed it to be even where there is no evidence. Faith is confidence where there is no evidence. Somebody say it is well. So bless is saying it. 
when you don't feel like it. Tell you another thing, blessed don't always look like what other people suspect it to look like. Can I preach this, Elder Porterfield? The first time in the Bible in which the words highly favored and blessed are used is Luke 128, in which the angel of the Lord appeared to a teenage pregnant young lady who didn't have a husband and she was pregnant and God uttered these words over her life Mary you are highly favored and you are blessed by the Lord now other folk will look at you and say you don't look too highly favored to me because here you are young with no husband and a baby in your belly but how many of you know you don't always look like what God has destined you to be don't you write off anybody there's some blessed folk in here that don't look so blessed to you you may look at their condition and judge them God look at their condition and say I'm about to use your condition to take you to another level just tell somebody you are blessed. You are blessed not because of how you look, but because of what God has declared over you. Here's the third example before we get to the text. David was an adulterer and a murderer and covered it up uh, with an unmitigated goal of arrogance. <laughs> David was anointed by God, but yet God, only once in the Bible does I, do I find this, Mother Jackson, where God says, he is someone out of my own heart. And I'm going, Lord, if, if you could choose anybody, why didn't you choose Enoch? Because Enoch was translated because he was righteous. And God said that would be too easy. He said, I like to choose people with jacked up, messed up lives. Because when, see, if Enoch would have been highly favored, they said, well, that's easy because he was perfect. But how many of you know with your messed up, jacked up life, when God turns you around, when God does something for you that only God could do, and when folks see you saved, when folks see you can become a deacon, and folks see you on the choir, they know that God is still good because they smoke weed, they drunk liquor, they hung out, they gambled, they fought with you. But somebody say, but God, God knew who you were from the beginning, and you are not just blessed, but you are blessed from the beginning. Somebody shout bless. Come on, come on, think of one thing that God transformed in your life and say bless. Take a praise break. Take 10 seconds to put your best praise over something God did. Sometimes you've got to speak it in advance. How many of you got children and grandchildren that you are praying for? Throw your hands up and say, bless. How many of you got situations that you hope would turn out differently? Throw your hands up and say, bless. Say it before it shows up. Say it before it happens. Believe it before anybody can see it. See it when nobody can see it but you and God. Can you say, bless and highly favored? Listen to the text, this powerful 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. The setting for this text is noteworthy <laughs> because it happens 40 years after a wilderness experience. It is no coincidence that everybody who left Egypt with the exception of Joshua and Caleb would all die in the wilderness. Even Moses eventually died in the wilderness. I said something this morning. I want to say it again. Don't take it the wrong way. Look at somebody and say, don't take this the wrong way. But arrogant, disobedient, stiff-necked people 
die in the wilderness. Ooh, preach pastor. Where can I look that nobody think I'm talking about yet? Arrogant. <laughs> Stiff neck. Disobedient people die in the wilderness. I got news for everybody who's so proud of how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Some of you have just been saving in the way. I, I mean, this side of the church, y'all. Just longevity does not mean productivity. May I preach this? They had been walking that way a long time, but they had not produced anything. God says, I'm sick of all of you. I'm sick of all of you. I ought to kill you all at one time, but I love you so much. I'm going to allow you to slowly just die out. We have a good funeral for you. We'll sing. After the funeral, we'll go eat chicken and pound cake, and somebody will serve potato salad, and we'll even let three people give three minutes about how wonderful your life is. But God says, I'm glad you're out of the way. <laughs> Because I'm doing a new thing. And this way you've got to walk by faith. So here it is. Somewhere in between Egypt and the promised land. The wilderness around them. The Jordan River right there beside them. On the banks of the Jordan River, getting ready to cross over into somewhere God had promised them. But God says, Moses, before this new generation of wilderness babies, and you've got to remember all of these, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, had been born in the wilderness. So they all were 40 years and younger. And God says, see, they, they need to be reminded of the covenant of God. Can I say something to young folk right now who think that you are so smart and you are all of that? But the reason why a whole lot of us are here today is because we had some help on somebody's shoulders. Somebody made a way out of nowhere. Somebody had to trust God. Somebody ought to thank God for grandmamas and mamas and daddies and uncles and aunts. You, 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 oh, that's right, that's right. Somebody else ought to be standing. Anybody had folk in your life that showed you the way and, and they, they made it possible for your foundation to be strong enough for you to matriculate to institutions of higher learning and you think you're all of that. But if it had not been from some uneducated grandmamas who cook fat back and pig feet just to feed your pretty self, you wouldn't be where you are. Thank God for those who showed us the way. And so God says to Moses, remind them of the covenant. Ooh. Remind them of the agreement that I made with their ancestors, which was that if you faithfully serve God, then God would do something for you that only God could do. And and so we get to 28th chapter of Deuteronomy and, and God says to Moses, the covenant consists of blessings and curses. But I want to remind you of the relationship that God had established. The first eight verses in Deuteronomy 28 deals with the blessings of God. Uh, it, it is important for us to understand something. Moses teaches these people who really had not seen much. This is what God has promised. And so Moses, uh, in verses 1 through 8, shares the blessings of God. And there are five takeaways in verses 1 through 8 that's worth your attention. And we will share them with you briefly this morning and go in detail on Tuesday night. But this is so important. Number one is this. Help me preach this and tell somebody the blessings are conditional. Now, they are not automatic. Do not confuse these blessings with salvation. Now, salvation is free. 
But if you're going to enjoy these wonderful blessings of God while we're on earth, God said these blessings are conditional. In fact, he outlines the condition in verse 1 of the text. He says, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and to observe carefully all his commandments in which I am commanded you today, then the Lord your God will set you up on high. Somebody know that if you're going to enjoy God's blessings, these blessings, then there has to be a condition on it. God said, you've got to be obedient. You've got to be faithful. Yeah, God will bless you with salvation. And some folk, the only thing they would ever have is salvation. But then there are others who are going to enjoy the favor of God. Why? Because God said, because of your faithfulness, I'm going to bless you. And folk are going to look at you and they will never understand why certain things seem to happen in your life. They don't know your relationship with God. And I know everybody says favor ain't fair but blessings sometimes these blessings are earned because somebody was faithful to God. Somebody was obedient to God. And when you're obedient to God you can have a King Hezekiah's prayer who was sick unto death but turned his face to the wall and reminded God of his relationship. Can I ask you a question? When your back is against the wall what can you remind God of concerning you? Is there anything in your life that you can tell God? God I just want to remind you uh, that when nobody else was doing it I stood up for you when, 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 when folk made fun at me, I still worship you. God, I did it not because it was popular, but because I love you. Is there anybody who walks in obedience to God and you are glad that you're obeying God? You are not ashamed to say, I obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, if, if, you, if you can praise God just because you have decided to make Jesus your choice, clap those hands and tell the Lord, thank you. And so listen, number one, they are conditional. Number two, the blessings of God, here's the word I like, will flow. Ooh, look at somebody and say, will flow in our lives when we are faithful to God's purpose for our lives. Listen to what the text says in verse number two. And all these blessings shall come upon you. And here's the part that you ought to pay attention to. And uh, what does it say? The next word says what? Overtake you. Well, in order to understand this, just briefly, the Hebrew word of this says, and after you have started out, these blessings will catch up with you. And so some days it may not go as well, but keep doing what God says. And watch the blessings catch up with you. How many of you have been walking with the Lord and you don't always see it or feel it, but God will turn it around and you won't even know when it happens. The blessing will catch up with you and you'll wake up one morning and say, how did I end up with all of this? And God said, I bless you when you weren't even paying attention. I made a way out of your life when you thought you had lost everything. Is there anybody that's better off today than what you were last year. Anybody that know that God has made you happier now than what you used to be. Anybody grateful for the blessings of 2020 that you had not always had five years from now. You've got 10 seconds to put your best praise over blessings catching up with you. Come on. Look at somebody and say they will chase you down. The blessings of God will chase you down. Don't look behind you. Don't worry about who's beside you. Keep doing what God has called you to do. And one morning you're going to wake up and God says, It's there. It's there. Somebody ought to praise God for what God has put in your pathway. I tell you to praise him. I tell you to look at somebody and say, neighbor, there are blessings chasing you down. There are blessings behind.
around you that you don't even know about. There are things God's working on on your behalf that you don't even know about. Give God a praise for the blessings that's chasing. Throw your hands up and say, bless me, Lord. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. finish this on Tuesday night. Number three, you will continually be blessed. That's like dividends, Brother Chris, that people said. You know what, you got, I, I've got a friend of mine who's in the sales business, and my, and my friend and I were talking the other day, we had a mentor who's gone on, I didn't name Shep Cutler, and, and he was saying Shep Cutler sold so much insurance until he died, he was still getting benefits. They Darren, they say he got dividends when his body was in the grave. Benefits come. Can I give you a word? God says, if you are faithful, I'll bless you even when you don't feel like it. Some of you got some dividends that's coming on your behalf because you invested a long time ago. And God said, there's some dividends with your, I wish I would have bought Apple stock when it first came out. If I would have just given Apple a thousand dollars, DJ, when it first came out, I'll be a millionaire right now. I didn't have the foresight to do it. And there were folks, your friend who went to work for them told us, put some money here. But we were so broke, we didn't know anything. But I've got some good news you can invest in Jesus Christ right now you can you can Lawson as we tell people you can invest in Jesus Christ is there anybody that want to invest in your future and know that if you invest in what God is doing God will bless your family God will bless your house you'll get folk will look at you and say while you still being blessed you will be over still blessed sick but still blessed give God your best see I'm gonna I'm say I gotta go I gotta go true wealth is not living off your salary I say that again and the financial planners in here so we think we got a decent salary, but most of us just live from paycheck to paycheck. True wealth is when you get dividends. Dividends are what you have already invested in. When you got dividends coming, you can live like Pastor Lawson. You can go to bed at night, get up in the day, go work in your yard, go visit somebody in the hospital, come to noonday prayer, and you don't have to worry about dominion chasing you down because you got money for your light bill, because you got dividends coming in based on what you have already done. I just need 50 people that know God's going to bless you in the future with something that's coming in with your name. Find your praise partner and say there's a blessing with your name on it. That's coming, that's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's, it's coming. I got to get out of here. But look at somebody say it's coming. Ay, 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 ay. All your prayer, all your fasting, all your pain, your time. God said it's coming, it's coming. Go touch three people, say it's coming. Neighbor, it's coming. Find you a praise partner, say it's coming. Let me bring this analogy full circle. Let me bring this analogy with my good friend, Pastor Lawson, full circle. He's my boy. I love him. We've been joined together for a long time. But guess what? I can't live off his dividends. Amen. I, I got to put up something for myself. 
Look at somebody and say, you got to do something for yourself. You got to pay your own tithe. You, you got to come to Bible study yourself. You got to show up more than just three Sundays out of the year yourself. Amen. But if you live right, oh, the old folks said, if you live right, heaven belongs to you. I got to move because I feel like preaching. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's something with your name coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's need a few worshipers that know I don't have it yet, but it's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. There's some blessings with your name on it, Mother Jackson, that will save your grandchildren. Yo, stand up. I'm about to fall out on you. <laughs> stand up. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, the next point, the next point, God will protect you from your enemies. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up against you to be defeated before you in your face. They shall come out against you one way, but flee seven ways. I've got a word from the Lord. The folk that stab you in the back will fall down at your face. Put it on the board. God will cause your enemy to be defeated at your face. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, those that stab you in the back will fall down before you at your face. They stab you in the back, but God's going to defeat them in your face. You're going to see the defeat of your enemy. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Look at somebody say, God's about to do it. God's about to meet me at this altar. Leave your seat. Come on right now. Get ready, God. Your enemies that tried to destroy you, God is about to defeat your enemies in your face. You're going to see what God is going to do. Look at somebody and say, get ready. Bless. Shout bless. Shout bless. Shout it like you mean it. somebody and say I'm blessed Ooh, because of my relationship with God but here's as we prepare for this altar come back on Friday on Tuesday the prayer of Jabez wonderful powerful song Ooh. if you're not blessed God can bless you right now what you declare you to be on the 12th day of January 2020. Listen to this. This is prophetic. God spoke to me. Say what you declare yourself to be this 12th day of January. 
the year 2020 shall be for the rest of this year. So we're putting something in the atmosphere. Look at someone next to you and say, I am blessed. Ooh. Said, I'm blessed going in. I am blessed coming out. I'm blessed in the city. Blessed in the fields. <laughs> mm. The enemy that comes against me one way shall flee seven different ways. God is about to turn some things around. You showed up here this morning for a reason. Ooh. Bless me. Song said, Bless me, O Lord. Bless me indeed. Ooh. Enlarge my territory. Somebody lift those hands. Don't say it if you don't mean it. But lift those hands and say, Oh Lord, bless me. Bless me indeed. I pray for increase. Bless me, Lord. Increase. Anybody declaring increase in 2020? Lift those hands and say increase, Lord. Enlarge my territory bless me indeed I like this verse keep your hand upon me that no evil cannot harm me sunshine and rain sickness and pain Lord I humbly come to you somebody all over this place lift those hands and say Lord in 2020 enlarge my territory say Lord in 2020 I pray for your increase come on quiet yeah, yeah, yeah. bless me you've got to declare it oh Lord Bless me. Lord, bless me. <laughs> Make it personal. This is personal. Somebody lift those hands and declare increase. Lord, bless me. Uh, oh, Lord. Lord, do something. Bless me. Increase over somebody's life right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, keep your hand throughout this year, Lord. Keep your hands on me. Through the sunshine and rain. Declare it. Lift those hands and say, Lord, in love. 
God sees us because there will be somebody that will look at you and say you don't look blessed to me that's all right you're not speaking it from their perspective you're speaking what is going to happen this is January before the year is over somebody's situation can totally turn around in fact God is enlarging somebody's territory right now Tell him, Francis, enlarge. Come on. definition of faith that I have come across is this. Faith is confidence where there is no evidence. Now, Clarence, any good lawyer have confidence with evidence. But faith is when you have confidence and there is no evidence. When you're broke and you know it's going to be all right. When you're sick and you believe that God can still make a way. When your children are acting like they've lost their minds. And you're calling them blessed and highly favored. Confidence where there is no evidence. That's faith. Close those eyes. It begins with your relationship. The one question I have for you this day is where do you stand with God? And God perhaps is asking you this one question. Why haven't you made a commitment beyond attendance? Why haven't you said, Lord, in 2020, I'm going to do more than just come to church. 
I want to be a part of something greater than just attendance. I want to be a part of what you're doing in the kingdom. I want to go out and help the homeless. I want to go to the homeless veterans shelter. I want to be a part of what you're doing to help those that are less fortunate. Be a part of something greater than just showing up. And if you're ready to make a commitment to God that goes beyond just your attendance, I'll meet you right there at this altar. Because see, in order for God to do what he really wants to do in 2020, remember the first key point of the message in the five observations was it is conditional. It depends on your faith and your obedience to God. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. We, we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that we are who you say that we are. We are blessed. Not because of the amount of resources we have. Not because of where we live, what we wear. We, we are blessed because of who you are. This church was blessed when it was on Bluff Road. Had 13 members. Ooh. We're not blessed because we're in this edifice. We're not blessed because we're at this location. Ooh. We're blessed because of our relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. There are some blessed people in here. Just like you said about that young girl, Mary, the virgin, in Luke 1, you called her, although she was pregnant, highly favored and a blessed woman. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You called the woman with the issue that, that was caught uh, in adultery. You said, go and sin no more. You said to the woman with the issue of blood, daughter, you made her your daughter. Thank you, Lord. You have the capacity and the ability to look beyond what we've done and see what we will become. And we say thank you. There's some mighty men and women of God in this place right now. And we praise you for it. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Look at somebody and say bless. Come on, tell somebody bless. If you're here today and you want to make that commitment, come on. God is calling you, God. God is calling you to go, go beyond the ordinary. Unless you sunshine, somebody else is coming. at God. Somebody else. Yeah, yeah. God enlarge. Pastor Lawson, come in for a minute. I want you to enlarge. Others are coming. Come on. Just walk down. Somebody's coming to the altar. Just bring them.
What an awesome word, amen. Bless, bless. Come back on Tuesday, amen. We are going to be praying over all of these seeds that we've sown, amen. Those seeds that we sowed on New Year's Eve, our pastor is going to be praying over those, amen. Perhaps you didn't get a chance to sow the seed, you'll be able to do so on Tuesday night. We just believe that because of what we do, God is going to bless us. And all year long, we're going to be blessed. The scripture says, and these blessings shall overtake you. Amen. With uplifted hands, let's look to God. Father, we thank you again for the word of God. God, we thank you for that one word, bless God. Now, God, we ask that you continue to strengthen our pastor, continue to touch his body. Dismiss us from this place, Lord, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children said amen.